0: My first scripture reading comes from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter nine, verse thirty-five through chapter ten, verse twenty-three. It's kind of a long reading, but bear with me, we'll get through it. Jesus calling his disciples. Matthew thirty five Matthew chapter nine verses thirty-five. And Jesus went about all the cities and villages teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. But when he saw the multitude, he was moved with compassion on them, because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. Then said he unto his disciples, The harvest truly is plenteous, but the laborers are few. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest that he will send forth laborers into his harvest. And when he had called unto him his his twelve disciples, he gave them power against unclean spirits, to cast them out and to heal all manner of sickness and all manner of disease. Now the names of the twelve apostles are these, the first Simon, who is called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, Philip and Bartholomew, Thomas, Matthew, the publican, James, the son of Alphaeus, and Libius, whose surname was Thaddeus, Simon, the Canaanite, and Judas Iscariot, who also betrayed him. These twelve Jesus sent forth and commanded them, saying, Go, go not into the way of the Gentiles and into the any city of the Samaritans, enter you not. But go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And as you go, preach, saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out devils. Freely you have received, freely give. Provide neither gold nor silver, nor brass in your purses, nor scribe for any your journey, neither two coats, neither shoes, nor yet stabs, for the workman is worthy of his meat." And to whatsoever, whatsoever city or town you shall enter, inquire who, who in it is worthy, and thereby tell you, go thence. And when you come into the house, salute it. And if the house be worthy, let your peace come upon it. But if it not be worthy, let your peace return to you. And whosoever shall not receive you, nor hear your words, when you depart of that, out of that house or city, shake off the dust of your feet. Verily, I say unto you, it shall be more tolerable for the land of Sodom and Gomorrah in the day of judgment than for that city. Behold, I send you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves. Be ye therefore wise as serpents and harmless as doves. But beware of men, for they will deliver you up to the council. They will scourge you in their synagogues, and you shall be brought before governors and kings for my sake, for a testimony against them and the Gentiles. But when they deliver you up, take no thought, or what? You shall speak for it shall be given you in the same hour what you shall speak for it is not you that speak but the father but the spirit of your father which speaketh in you and the brother shall deliver up the brother to death and the children the, chi- the father of the child and the children shall ri- rise up against their parents and cause them to be put to death and you shall be hated of all men for my name's sake but he that endureth to the end shall be saved but when they persecute you in this city flee you into another for verily I say unto you you shall not have gone over these cities of Israel till the Son of man come The word of the Lord for the children of God and all of God's children said amen. amen Now there was a bunch going on there Jesus was explaining to his disciples all kinds of things what he's calling them to do And just like the disciples we are called to do to reach out to go into the harvest because the, the fields are ready. That's what Jesus was saying. He looked out on all the people and he's like, look at all these lost people. And I see the same thing in our world that we live in today. You can tell by their actions and by the way they, they treat each other and by the way they rush through their lives. Everybody is so worried about themselves and what's going on in their lives they forget the big picture. What Jesus has called us to do. To be one giant family. To seek and save the lost. To look out for the hurting and the broken. To be laborers in the harvest. And he's given us all this authority. Just as he did to the disciples. That's been passed on. Now we may not go around doing what the disciples did. Casting out devils and stuff like that. But we can go around and showing showing the love and the mercy and grace. That's what it's all about. And when, when you show one person that's been beat down by the world. When you show them compassion like Jesus did you can change their life. You can give them hope that somebody does care. Because in this world, most people don't care. Most people are too busy and focused on their own lives to care about what's going on around them. And that's fine, because we do gotta take care of ourselves. But we also do have to get into the harvest, the field. And see, this was 2,000 years ago when Jesus was telling his disciples this. Here we are 2,000 years later and the harvest is even more white. And you look at all the brokenness going on in the world. You can watch the news and it's so depressing. You see all the hatred and the murdering, and the killing, and just fighting. And It's everywhere. It's running rampant. Now I wonder how Jesus would respond to the world that we live in now if he would be Thankful for what his disciples did. But remember what he told his disciples. Without me, you can do nothing. So it's the power of this Holy Spirit that Jesus gives us to live this life. To live a life when you're broken. When you're beat down by the world. To give you that strength to get up every day and have a purpose in your life. And that purpose is to love God and to love people. And if we can get that in our hearts and minds, we could have a more fruitful life. And what I mean by more fruitful is more of love to reach out to people who are without God. And that's what Jesus was saying. You're going to go in some places where devils are at. You're going to go where people are going to hate you. But love them anyways. Show them that compassion. Show them me. Let me live through you to touch this world that you live in. That's what it's all about. It's not about going and being four walls every week. It's about being in the world. The harvest is plenty. We come here to get built up in our spirit. The word of God preached to us so we know how we should walk for the Father, for the Son, for the Holy Ghost. To go out. To love people. Even if they're wrong, you still got to love them and show them that compassion. That's what drawed, drew me to Jesus, Susie and I. It was the love of God. When we were at our lowest spot, we were broken down and the world hated us and saying all kinds of nasty things about us, Jesus reached out to us and said, come unto me and I will give you rest. That's awesome. That's what Jesus wants us to do to reach out, to bring people in and give them rest from the hurting of the world, from being beat down by everybody, telling them how worthless they are, how they'll never amount to nothing. Now, if you've ever been told that, you know it cuts right to the heart like a dagger Ugh, and you twist it. I've been told that. I know what it feels like. But Jesus says, ignore it. That's why you've got to put your shield on, your shield of faith. Because when people attack you like that, it's because they don't have the Holy Spirit. They're filled with themselves, and they got the wrong spirit. So you've got to be aware when you go out in the battle. So Jesus was warning his disciples. When you go out there in the battlefield, be aware. Because they're going to try to hurt you, and they're going to try to cut you down. They're going to try to make you look like a fool. They're going to try to make you think that everything you say is a lie. But Jesus said, I am with you. Be strong. And I won't never leave you or forsake you. And I will empower you to be about my Father's business. And it all boils down to love. Love. Unconditional love. And, and I, it's so hard sometimes to unconditionally love people. Especially if they're hurting you. And if they're spitting in your face like they did Jesus whenever they was taking him to the cross. And he's pulling his beard off. And, and he says on the cross, Forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. You know why he said that? Because they all had the wrong spirit. They didn't know what they were doing. They were filled with the devil. Now that's what Jesus was trying to tell people. Either you got the right spirit or the wrong spirit. The right spirit is the Holy Spirit. And how do you get that Holy Spirit? Is when you believe in Jesus Christ. God gives you his Holy Spirit. And then all this stuff starts making sense to you. And when you see it going on, it makes sense to you. You'll see the works of the devil and you'll see God's work. They're totally opposite. The harvest is great. It's even greater now. There's so many people that are broken and they're so broken they think God hates them because they've been told that by religion. But see, that's when you've got to look to Jesus. And what did Jesus say? Let's go back here and read this. But when He saw the multitude, He was moved with compassion. Compassion on them because they, they fainted. They were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. That, mean, that verse means so much to me because I've been scattered abroad, and I didn't have a shepherd. And Jesus loved me. He showed me what love is. He taught Susie and I how to love each other. He taught us how to be a family. And that's what it's all about. God is a family God. He loves family. That's what it's all about. And we are one giant family, and the harvest is so great and there's so many we got so many family members out here in the world that are lost they don't know their family Uh, it's like that song i heard years ago by carmen uh, the royalty in captivity they're like the king's kids but they don't know it they don't know they're the king's kids they think they're just of the world like everybody else jesus said all who are of god will hear my voice that's what he told pontius pilate And Pontius said, what is truth? And Jesus said, all who are of the truth will hear my voice. All who are of God will hear my voice. And I pondered on that scripture. I was like, what are you saying, Lord? Not everybody is of you. Then, Then he sends me to the scriptures about where the terrors are put in. Jesus, God is sowing his people. And the enemy is sowing his people. The thing is, we don't know who they are. But you can go by their fruits. Are they loving they love God are they loving people are they forgiving are, are, are they real selfish and got to have it their way all the time don't get caught up into that I've been caught up in that start thinking I'm so important that everything revolves around me when everything revolves around Jesus we got to keep that in our hearts and remember whose we are and what he's called us to do and there's not a lot of hard work in it guys it's love Love. Love God. Stay in connection with God. Every day, pray. Get into His Word and just seek His face. It don't take long. And you can kind of be in an attitude of prayer all day long, even when you're broken. Cry out to Him. Let Him know because He knows already. And He wants to bring life in our lives. That's what He says that none should perish that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. I'm going to go to uh, Romans chapter 9. Romans chapter 10, excuse me, verses 8 through 17. This is Apostle Paul talking to the church in Rome. But what saith it? The word is near thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is, the word of faith which we preach. That if thou shalt confess with the mouth that the Lord Jesus and shall believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Right there it is. That's how, how do you get saved? If thou shalt confess with the mouth the Lord Jesus, and shall believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Then the Spirit comes to you. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the Scripture says, Whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. For there's no difference between the Jew and the Greek, for the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon Him. My favorite verse right here 13. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Not by whoever walks the Ten Commandments shall be saved. Not by whoever goes to church on Sunday shall be saved. Whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Let's get rid of all this religious crap because that's exactly what it is. Crap. And I'm going to stand right up here and tell you, we get stuck in religion, you're killing yourself, and you're killing everybody around you. So wake up and show the love of God. How then shall they call on Him in whom they have not believed? How shall they believe in Him in whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. Remember that? that scripture right there? Let's go back over that. Because a lot of time I hear the gospel of condemnation. The gospel of beat you over the head because uh, you messed up. That's what I'm hearing in a lot of churches. I can turn a preacher on, on the TV and, and I get so frustrated with them. They're out there condemning people like they're holier than now. We've got to get off of that. Because there's none righteous. No, not one. We're all in the same boat together. We need a Savior, every one of us. He says, preach the gospel of peace. Bring glad tidings of good things. Not con- condemnation. Not beating people over the head. Not saying, well, you brought this on yourself because of the way you lived. No. And that's, and that's how people treat each other. That's how church people treat each other. I've seen it. I've been there. I've felt it. Shame on us. Love, folks. Love. But they had not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah said, The Lord who hath believed our report? So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. That's how we get faith. Hearing the word of God. By hearing the word of God. And see, when I found out, when Susie and I found out that we didn't have to do no little jump over a little fence and do Hail Marys or whatever, excuse me. I'm not putting down no religion. I'm just saying all we had to do was confess and believe. And Jesus did the rest. He wrapped his loving arms around us, filled us with his Holy Spirit. And here, here I am, the pastor of this church, 30 years later, 27 years later. Did I want to be a pastor? No, I didn't. That was never in my agenda of things to do. I was the opposite. I was the little heathen growing up. I was the one that ran from church. But God had a different plan. And he has a plan for all of us. That we're not expecting. That sometimes we, we shine because that's not who I am. But Jesus says, yes, it is. If you're my child, you're going to show a reflection of me. I'm going to shine through you to this hurting world around you. So you can show them what real love is. Unconditional love. It's awesome. And some days I, I, I'm like, Lord, I think you made a mistake. But then it dawns on me, God don't make mistakes. I'm the one who makes mistakes. He's the perfect one. I'm the messed up one. So here we are. Loving God, loving people. God's building his army, his family. So he can send them out into the harvest. Pray to the Lord for more laborers because that's what we need. More laborers. And, and the generations that are so young, they need laborers their age too. Because you know they're not going to listen to some of these old, us, us old fogies. They don't want to hear it. So we gotta get our kids filled with the Holy Spirit so they can learn how to love their friends and their neighbors. That's what it's all about. It's like a fire. Starting a fire and passing the flame on. Like we do on our, our, our uh, Easter services, our Christmas service when we pass the light with our candles. And, and you light that flame and then they light the flame and then the flame just keeps going on and on and on. And that's the way it is with the gospel. To spread that love of God that fiery love. I'm going to go one more scripture and I'm going to close with this. Uh, actually, two more scriptures and I'm going to close. Let's go to Romans chapter 5 and I'm going to just going to go through this real quick. Because see, these, these words, Jesus' words, the Holy Spirit words are words of spirit and life. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ by whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only so, but we glory in turbulations also, knowing that turbulation worketh patience, and patience experience, experience hope, and hope maketh not ashamed because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. There, that says a lot right there. No matter what you're going through, We have the holy ghost to help us through all this the holy ghost is our teacher our guide our comforter and you got to have that in your heart and life as a follower of jesus you got to now i'm going to go to one more scripture isaiah 61 and here's what god wants to do for you isaiah 61 verses 1 through 4. now this isaiah wrote this about 700 bc before the birth of christ and this is, Jesus quoted this scripture in his own church, but this is for every believer, for everyone who calls on the name of the Lord, this is for you. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord hath anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He hath sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to them that are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all that mourn to appoint unto them that in Zion to give unto them beauty for ashes the oil of joy for mourning the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness that they might be called trees of righteousness the planning of the Lord that he might be glorified and they shall build the old waste they shall raise up the former desolations they shall repair the waste cities the desolate the desolations of many generations The Spirit of the Lord God is upon you. Like He said, whosoever calls shall be saved and filled with the Spirit. And what's this for? The Spirit. So you can comfort all that mourn. So you can bring a spirit of praise, a garment of praise, and exchange it for the spirit of heaviness. That's what it's all about. Pass the flame on. Let's pray. Holy Father, thank You. Thank You, Father, for Your words of life and love. Thank You for Your Holy Spirit, Lord God. And Father, we pray that You would guide and direct us every day of our lives and help us to see like You see, Lord. Help us to look on the multitudes with compassion as they are sheep without a shepherd. Teach us to be Your shepherds, Lord to seek and save the lost, to love the hurting and broken. In Jesus' holy name, for your glory to be revealed in this earth again before you return. In Jesus' name, amen.